Kane. Oh, oh, hey, what's up, man? You uh, you released a new Uncle Dane video. Huh? Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Um, so you're still playing TF2, even though Overwatch 2 is out. Yeah, but the the thing about Overwatch 2 is that in order to play it, you need two things. You I need, get it, like Overwatch 2. Yeah, yeah, that's why they named it Overwatch <laughs> You need a phone, which is kind of classist if you think about it. True. And you also need um, written documentation or proof signed by a witness that you have um, drank breast milk. And there. Um, well, you have one of those things. I have a... I, I was thinking of playing Overwatch 2, but I forgot to get my Notary Public to watch me suck, suck a titty. I mean, you don't have to do it directly from the source. You can just steal it from your coworkers. You can just go to those... Uh, those uh, uh, breastfeeding booths at the airport and like scrape the <laughs> scrape the ground. Scrape the ground. Is the phone thing true? By the way, the phone like, thing is true. The breast thing, the breast milk thing, is not true. I made that what? up. What? It is based on real events. Oh wait, okay. Based on a true story. I'm interested. <laughs> well, you don't know. You didn't know about the uh, the whole Blizzard thing with the employees getting. Like outed as fucking sexual deviants because no, I heard that, but I didn't know oh. they were like drinking. I don't know if they were drinking milk. it, but but they were yeah, stealing. They were they, apparently, somebody complained that their breast milk kept getting stolen by some deviant in the office. <laughs> no way, is this so real? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So oh, what, I mean, I don't know what else they're gonna do with it. Um, well, it was me. They put it on their Wheaties. <laughs> uh. Yeah, yeah well, anyway, uh, the phone thing is real, and a lot of people have been complaining about that. But at the same time, I do understand a little bit why they did it. To um, quote Paris Hilton, stop being poor. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> despite, <laughs> yeah, I mean, despite all that, it is kind of like I do have a little bit of what they call schadenfreude at the whole debacle with people complaining that Overwatch 2 is just not worth playing uh because they didn't really do anything to change the game and they've kind of uh made a lot of the uh skin acquisition a lot worse apparently so yeah it's all like battle pass now yeah um which you know we live in in a modern era but i will say this that uh no matter what they do to overwatch you can never make that game fun <laughs> so <laughs> got him <laughs> so i don't know Anyway, TF2 is fun. I did make a hour and 15 minute long uh, kind of, uh, I don't know, uh, dissertation uh, on my favorite way to play Engineer. It's kind of like the last hurrah, in my opinion, when it comes to those kinds of videos. Uh, Wait, this is this is your last like uh, tutorial or like? I'd say so. I think I've talked um, about. I think I've made I, after this. I feel like there's not really much else to talk about. So a lot of the ideas that I have for TF2 videos going forward are probably going to be a lot different, and I'm excited about that. But before I do any of that, I also have a bunch of project, projects to work on and stuff like that. But anyway, I'm very excited uh, about that. The video is doing very well. It's, uh. You know how I don't know if you guys upload YouTube videos, but YouTube Studio likes to tell you like, "Oh, 
your video is doing X amount well compared to the last videos that you uploaded. It's doing very well compared to them. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm excited great, to dude. watch it. All, I just got to I got to cut out an hour or two. It's a that's yeah, a, yeah, that's a big one. That's a time is a resource. So um, true. But it's uh oh I I just checked it's number twenty eight on trending for gaming. No way, dude! That's so sick. So TF two is trending. Finally, still after all these years. Uh, Dane, I uh, I haven't had time to watch your new video yet. Would just to, like totally selfishly for my own, you know, just to like say I'm a really busy guy. Do you think you could say kind of like do your video as a live performance now, but just really fast, maybe in like. Maybe in like, I don't know, like five, ten seconds. Could you just say it really fast, everything, so I can kind of like speed read it? Sure. Okay, thanks. Theme song. Shouts out to the Motion Pixel Podcast. Yeah, I do know Lil B. I think I know the bass guy as well. Shout out Matthew Meyer and Andrew Rawlins. Shout out to Uncle Danny. He's also a member of this podcast. Let's get it. Shout out everybody playing baseball. Oh, okay. So I guess this is post theme song now. Um, this is a public call out to Little B. Uh, Little B blocked my number <laughs> after I after we got him to do the theme song. Uh, <laughs> he blocked. He blocked my number. Um, and this is just a public call of little B. You're you will always be a friend of the pod. Um, we may have added an AI Peter Griffin voice to our theme song, but <laughs> AI Peter Griffin will never replace you, little B. So if you want to come and hash things out on the pod, you know I'm happy. I'm happy to air out our our laundry, you know, in public because I believe sunshine is the best disinfectant. Well. Little B stands for little blocked, so it's kind of, I mean, you should have seen it coming. Damn, so true. But now we got a little P, little Peter. Yes. <laughs> little P. Little P. <laughs> little, little PG. <laughs> Dude, it took me so long to find, like, I found some website that does, uh, uh, I, it took me a while to find a website that, like, allows me to get the, like, it's like a, for commercial use uh, AI, because a lot of those AI voice generation websites are, like, they explicitly say you can't use it on your podcast or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I found I found one that you can, and I I had it I had Peter Griffin say, you know whatever we inserted into the the theme song. But there was I had to it, it it took so long to do because it is so awkward. Like the way that the AI speaks is so awkward. But the best one that I found was uh the what one that we didn't end up actually going with but one that actually the cadence of it sounded more human was the castilian spanish peter griffin <laughs> <laughs> do you still have it uh no no i don't oh. but if you if you can find whatever website i use i even forget the name of it uh then someone mm, out there i think i'll have a, i think i'll have trouble with that <laughs> the castilian spanish peter griffin voice is very funny Oh, um, Peter, 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 Peter. <laughs> right, well, we're just we're gonna keep going with the uh, with the Halloween, right? Like just all of our it's horror movies. Still October. Yeah, Hell it's yeah. still October. Uh, um, I've watched I've watched a lot. Um, I think I'm at like 20 of my uh, assigned 31 movies. 
and some of them have been very good. I actually went through a, a, a few. I went through a little phase of just really shitty movies that I did not like, but most of them have been good. Nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah it I, feels I, bad I, when you I, run into like a, a train of bad ones, you know? Yeah, I watched three in a row that I did not like. It was, uh, I watched the original Japanese grudge called Juon, and I did not like it. And then I, and then I watched the original Japanese ring called Ringu, and I did not like it. But then I watched another movie that I honestly didn't like, but there was a part of me that did like it. It was called uh, Sadako versus Hayako, which is a Japanese movie about the scary girl from the ring fighting the scary girl from the grudge. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like their version of Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, it's so yeah. sick. I mean, it's it literally it's literally a bad movie. Like it's it's actually not good. But it is very funny because the way that they do it. So you know like the lore of the ring is you watch the scary video and then 7 days later the scary girl crawls out of your TV and kills you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh in okay, guess how they get Hayako, the like scary girl from The Grudge who like crawls down the stairs with like her head backwards or whatever. Uh guess how they get her to fight the ring girl the the how grudge girl the, watches the, the video yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> they go into the haunted house and just put on put on the ring video and then trick the ghost into watching the video and also <laughs> the, in the in the best part of the movie too is that for whatever fucking reason the well that uh the the ring girl you know is like her like body is like stuck in uh happens to be in the like in the next in the backyard of the house next door to the house from the grudge so she has like a very short commute to the haunted oh, nice. house from the grudge to have the showdown <laughs> efficiency yeah, yeah saves saves on gas true it's a very green movie yeah and in, wow. and with this bite inflation i mean god he did that he did that. <laughs> I, I would, what I a way to respond. Uh, he uh, did it. Uh, I would love I would love to watch uh, Sadako versus Hayako versus Kamala. Kamala. Harris are are She is a little uh, bit of a ghost, isn't she? Yeah, she's a little she's kind of like the, the ghost <laughs> of girl boss's past. I literally haven't seen. Uh, are we st- are we still sure that that uh, our vice president is still alive? Dude, do not get us taken <laughs> off the web again like we did with the plans. Uh, we were on. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's we- true. I'm sorry. Thank anyway, you, <laughs> I love movies, especially movie franchises such Dude, as too. The Ring. Dude, I wa- also I wa- also watched the uh, the American Ring, and it was so good. I love that movie. That's like a horror classic these days, which is strange because I remember it so vividly as a child. And I feel like it's hard to really know in the moment when you're witnessing a future classic like that hardly ever happens. And it definitely did not happen with the ring. (laughs) When I watched the ring for the first time, I was like, huh, kind (laughs) of dumb. (laughs) But now people view it as like classic. Same with Saw, which I just recently saw. Um, (laughs) i i'm absolutely amazed that i somehow avoided not seeing it because it was like in high school i mean nobody fucking ever shut up about it yeah i was the same way with the ring like i remember i kind of remember the ring being like the most popular maybe along with saw like you're saying maybe the most popular 
horror movie of my youth and i mm. i just remember people telling me about it um but much like what was on the abdomen of that mermaid in the lighthouse i was a giant pussy back then mm-hmm. and <laughs> and i uh, i never watched it until literally like last week um but it was cool oh, wow so that was your first time yeah that was my first time watching the ring Dang, dude nice did you yeah. you've seen saw right I've seen Saw a bunch of times. I've seen okay. all of the Saw movies. Wait a second. Wait, wait a freaking second. Okay. The Ring is directed by Gore Verbinski. Yeah, dude, of Captain oh, Jack's fame. That's awesome. I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, my my okay, my favorite part. There's kind of a funny Easter egg in the ring for because I guess he was in pre-production for uh Pirates of the Caribbean when he made it. Uh, okay. When mm. uh, when when Naomi Watts first talks to the little girl from uh, uh, from the well, she like sees the ghost and she's like, she's like, you're the scariest. You're the scariest ghost I've ever heard of. And then the the ghost for the, <laughs> the ghost for the ring is like, yes, but you have heard of me. <laughs> that is cla- that is a classic line in a movie. Yeah, it was kind of like it's it's kind of like the uh, the you're gonna need a bigger boat of our generation. Yeah, Um, I I I heard that and I was like, oh man, that is such a reference. What? Okay, well, I I do have the ring on my watch list, although I have seen it already. Um, but I saw it when it came out, so I must have been like twelve or (laughs) thirteen. So I don't. Oh yeah, don't remember too much about it. I should rewatch that too. I haven't seen it since I was probably in like high school. Also, it's legitimately good. It's like it's probably this month the scariest movie that I saw. If I'm being quite honest. Oh yeah. And it's a PG-13 movie. It's just like a really, it's really creepy. And Matt, you would like it. I mean, you and Dane both specifically would would dig it because it is set in Seattle. Oh, is it really? Yeah, that's cool. Okay. And I think it, I think the uh, Naomi Watts. Uh, is living in like Queen Anne. Oh, wow. Oh, I yeah. always call her Naomi Watt. Naomi Watt? Uh, yeah, no, Miami, Miami, uh, Miami, no, Naomi Watt. Naomi what? Uh, here, like this. Put it on screen. Naomi <laughs> Watt. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that? Anyway. Yeah, I re- yeah, I remember that. <laughs> That's probably about as old as that movie that that meme. Um, what? What? Uh, I honestly haven't seen any scary movies this month. I don't think none of them have like made me scared, but a lot of them have been very cool and very um, I don't know, exciting. I don't know what the word is. Like they're thrilling, more perhaps thrilling. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, but I, I think that I did that on purpose because there aren't a whole lot of like movies that I would like to watch that I'm like set out to be scared by. You know? Did you guys yeah, watch Army it, of the Dead yet? No. Damn. Nope. I don't think I will either. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do. I keep looking at Dane's list though, and I'm like, oh fuck, I want to watch that, and then I and I don't. I'm looking uh, at my so- list right now, and I'm and in terms of actually scary movies. Um, oh, dude, Matt, I watched Train to Busan. I know we talked oh, about that nice. before. That's and I realized good. that, I think we talked about that on a podcast, but as I was watching it, 
I was realizing that I think I fell asleep like 30 minutes into it the first time. Really? But, yeah, but I finished yeah. it this time and it was awesome. Yeah, but it's in great. In terms of scary movies, I would say The Ring is probably the scariest. I watched um, The Curse of La Llorona. Have you guys seen that? It's in the Conjuring universe. Uh, no. Uh, but no, I don't think I have. The Conjuring is on my uh, to-watch list this month, though. Conjuring is good. Uh, and it, it, like, I've heard it's so- bad, so uh, we'll see. I, I like The Conjuring. I like all those movies. Um, and it's in like this little cinematic universe with like 10 movies at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, uh, the, the Curse of La Llorona was definitely not a great movie, but it had a lot of jump scares. And I like jump scares and thought that like they actually scared me. So I oh, was I actually scared scares. during that movie. I like a good like dash of jump scare i feel like so no, this is like hit it this, too hard this is like the salt shaker they just took the top off and like the entire movie every other scene is just like a scary crying lady in a wedding dress jumps out of the curtains and scares That's you lame. here's here's the, here's the thing i mean how do you define a jump scare exactly is it just like something that startles you or is it like a actually manufactured jump scare uh as in like the editing is doing all, the, all of the heavy lifting there I, w- I would say that it's both. I would define it as both, but in in the curse well, of what's La, the one La that you, what's the one that you like? I, I the editing one pisses me off every time and doesn't feel earned. That's what I figured. Yeah, but like I like jump scares where like the scary ghost lady like jumps out of the curtains and scares scares me. I like those more because it reminds me of like a haunted house. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm not a huge fan of that because it almost always is accompanied by like editing to make it heightened you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah with like, like a music a, crescendo yeah or like or like cutting all the sound like a good like three seconds before it happens to like tense people up so that when it does happen it like has more yeah. of a jump factor that i'm not a fan of at all and i think that it sucks big donkey balls but uh i do Ick. <laughs> Ick. but i will say that i do appreciate when a movie can startle someone without that uh i'd say a good example of that is like um y'all seen hereditary before y'all seen Mm -hmm. hereditary y'all seen hereditary (laughs) there's a great little jump scare in the movie that is like genuinely very unsettling it's like at the beginning of the movie kind of it's like in the first 20 minutes where she's like in her attic or something looking through like photos Oh yeah. And she just looks up and like she can see kind of like the faint outline of her dead mom like standing in the room just like staring at her. And there's no goosebumps. there's no like editing to accompany it. It's just like all of a sudden it's there and you're like, "Oh, f- oh shit, I didn't like that is like that makes my stomach drop to the bottom of my body." And it's not the same as like I just I I don't like haunted houses precisely because it's just like it's more like fight or flight response <laughs> you know what i mean mm-hmm. i want to be unsettled suddenly not uh like you force me to like jump in my seat and like uh, cover my vital organs and fucking grab a knife <laughs> you know what I, mean? I, know. I, I i hate that feeling and i don't like it when movies force it but i do like you know uh all of a sudden you're just like oh god that was fucking terrifying, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like the difference between a scare and terror, you know? Like, yeah, terror. Just, yeah. Like, terror. Yeah. Yeah. I, and good. I don't, 
and Dane, you've told me before too that one reason why you don't like haunted houses is because like of that like fight or flight thing and like you're totally just like a fighter and you also told me that you you're always like concealed carrying and you're worried that if someone were to scare you like jump out of the curtains and like you know go then you're afraid that you would like just like so instinctually like pick up the gun from your ankle holster and kill them on the spot well, it's like i'm not i don't even think about it anymore it's just it's uh it's two movements you know i <laughs> yeah i reach for the i reach for my I reach for my gun and you hit the ground like that's it all hits in the same moment. Like you don't even have time to even think about it. I mean, I'm just that it's muscle memory at this point. Yeah. Um, when you, when you, when you told me that I was slot? like, what's in your Damn. slot? <laughs> I mean, wouldn't you like to know? I mean, I'm not going to put it out there because I don't want people because people will study this and they'll be able to, you know, come up with the, I, I got to keep, uh, the gang stalkers on their toes. Yeah, true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, all, all, the, all those, all those Overwatch fans who are coming to get your neck for the, uh, shit yeah. talking their game. Uh, all, all four of the Overwatch fans that are left <laughs> after this recent game. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, yeah. Every time I see Dane, he's he always like ends the conversation by telling me that he keeps that thing on him. I do keep that thing on me, <laughs> and it is legal. I do have a license for it, so I cannot, I cannot actually be punished for shooting unarmed people. <laughs> If they mess with me, <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of of scary movies that that aim to just like uh, piss people off. Basically, <laughs> like that's like what it translates <laughs> to me. Yeah. Where it's just like the movie just intentionally just like scares you, and then afterwards you're just pissed off. You're just like, why did fuck you? Like, why'd you do that? <laughs> Stupid fucking movie. Fuck you. Um, there is actually it's an otherwise great movie and it it's like almost like it's almost a perfect movie is get out. But the, yeah, the true. there are like two or three moments in the movie where they unnecessarily like do an editing jump scare. And I want to believe that it's like a joke that they did it because they're just like, ha, isn't this fucking stupid how this is in scary movies, but it doesn't feel like that. And it's like, what? come on, Jordan. That's Peele. someone made that get put in you know like yeah because yeah, it, it, like, it could be a studio it, note you it know, is a blumhouse like, movie exactly <laughs> yeah but it's very possible that uh, mr blum or whatever the fuck that guy's <laughs> name is owns that studio is just like you gotta put the jump scare in there come on you can't just make it be you know scary <laughs> it has to piss people off too uh anyway there aren't a whole lot of movies on my list where that was a, the case which is nice um a lot of them are just kind of spooky. It's cool. Oh, I nice. forgot to say, I'm looking at my notes right now. I, I forgot to say in uh, Sadako versus Hayako, um, there was a part where this priest is like trying to exercise one of the demon girls. And in the in the subs, in the subtitles that, I, that were on the movie, I don't know if this was like a fan sub <laughs> problem or like, uh, uh, I don't know. I, I, really, I don't know what the origin of this is, but the Shinto priest was literally in the subtitles using just harry potter spells to exercise her like she used like <laughs> expelliarmus and like expecto patronus and like like wingardian liviosa or whatever like, like quite literally, literally or what yeah. no i mean like she was like you know it was like a serious scene where she was like trying to like summon a demon or exercise a demon or something but in yeah. the subtitles all of the spells that she was saying in japanese were translated to literal harry potter spells that's so great <laughs> that's oh so, man is that a fan sign sub? To that? 
<laughs> I don't. I don't think so. I, I maybe, but I. I don't think so. That's great. That's hilarious. That's awesome. <laughs> so, Dane, I want you to tell me your thoughts on uh, what is it? Twenty eight days later. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, have you ever seen so it before? No, before I, I never knew nothing about that movie, dude. Um, so I went in co- kind of completely blind. I think the only thing that I did kind of, I wasn't even sure if this I was thinking of the right movie, but I guess I was right. I was, I was. The only thing I knew about it was that it uh, opens with a guy who wakes up in a hospital after the apocalypse has already happened. I know that that wasn't a thing. And that sequence is awesome. I love that sequence. So It's so cool. And um, I think the only thing that I might have known about it is that the zombies are fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, um, I loved it. I thought it was, I think it's probably my favorite zombie movie. Like if that is even uh, like a genre that people consider to be separate. It's like, yeah, it is. Uh, there aren't very many good zombie movies, in my opinion, and that one is very well done. And um, I think the main reason why I don't typically like zombie movies is, well, a big part of <laughs> a big part of my like teen teenage years. I mean, you guys remember uh, zombies were like the the in thing for a while. Mm-hmm. And um, it was getting kind of annoying. And yeah, they were like think- they were like bacon. Yeah, zombies and bacon and 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 um, I forgot and, about that yeah. bacon shit. <laughs> I'm trying to doing think. bacon with everything. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Epic bacon. Um, that and like lanyards. God, uh, lanyards. What? Lanyards are Everybody cool. Everybody was obsessed no, with fucking I, lanyards. I remember that school. dude. I remember just those lanyards hanging out of people's pockets. Yeah, it was like a like a like really? a piece to be like, yeah, I'm cool. I have a I have a lanyard. <laughs> like, I have a fucking string fuck? hanging I don't remember in that my at, pocket. I don't remember you know? that at all. Yeah, it, open it was, your eyes, um, Dane. I did, look closely. Damn. All the zombies are gonna have lanyards in twenty years later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is interesting. I have to actually go back and make sure because I actually have been kind of interested in what makes the two thousands uh, a, a decade. Because it's been long enough to I think to where I think it's getting easier to pinpoint what the uh, cultural landmarks are. So I think maybe I gotta I gotta keep an eye out for people having lanyards hanging out of their pockets when I look at old pictures. Yeah, dude. Okay, um, niche part. I think the thing that I liked the most about Twenty Eight Days Later is is that the zombies are threatening individually instead of just in in packs. Because in every zombie thing I've ever seen. There, a lot of the tension is ruined by the fact that the zombies aren't really that big of a deal if you just position yourself correctly. <laughs> just stand on a high spot and shoot into the crowd, basically. And in my mind, I'm always just like, man, where's where's the grenades? Just throw grenades. Like, they're slow. They're in groups. I don't know. It just seems like such an, uh, a nothing problem in a lot of movies. And... uh I'm never really fooled by the whole like, oh man, there's just so many of them, but they're so slow. It's like, why don't you just run away? (laughs) Uh, That's always kind of been like a suspension of disbelief. I just can't get behind. But in this movie, uh, it's not even really that they're undead. It's just that they basically have like super aids that turns them into crazy bitches and they run around. So they basically (laughs) get turned into like, 
pro athletes that can fucking run you down and punch you to death and and kill you and basically yeah. just like they're basically just trying to infect you with their shit as much as possible it's like a branch of mad cow in the movie right yeah yeah yeah, yeah exactly um yeah because in the beginning like the monkeys Peta Peter ruins everything and i think that's really funny how Peta is actually responsible for the apocalypse basically. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they're like free these monkeys they're poor and the doctor's like don't let the monkey out they're like yeah let him out and then he immediately gets mauled <laughs> made me laugh um but yeah so there is tension the entire time the um the movie halfway through turns into kind of like a found family like road trip and I think that that's kind of funny, but then it gets really dark really fast. And then like, I think my least favorite part of the movie is just the like the third act where they're in a little like compound trying to escape yes. crazy people. Um, that's the part I remember the most being the most like scary. Yeah. And, and had cool action sequences. I think that might just be my least favorite part because uh, I don't know. It felt a little bit more like a haunted house movie at that point. <laughs> uh I, I think I just liked the survivalist aspect that the first two, uh, the two, what do you call it, acts <laughs> were, uh, were focusing on. And then in the last act, it was like, all right, well, we found a compound, and now it's not necessarily a survivalist act, more like a, it's more like what makes uh, The Walking Dead uh, interesting to people, I suppose, because it's like more of like, humans being bastards to each other more than anything mm -hmm. i've never really liked that about about like those kinds of things like i i'm not really a big fan of of shows where it's just like look at when 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 the chips are down like humans will be sons of bitches to each other and fuck each other over it's like i don't really care about that kind of angle um but i will say that like um, the last like uh, ten minutes or something is really cool because um, you don't know if uh, Killian Murphy's the zombie or if he's just gone crazy, <laughs> uh, and it's really cool and it has like a cool uh, little throwback to when the when they just met. I, I don't know how recently you guys have seen it. I haven't seen um, it in years. I want to oh, rewatch okay. it now though. Yes, in. I was it's like, all very fresh in my mind. So I, yeah, there are certain aspects of the movie that I'm not a huge fan of, but overall I, I really do like it a lot. And like, it stood out immediately as being like, Oh wow, this is a zombie movie that I can get my head around and it makes sense. And like the characters are generally making good decisions. And it genuinely is tragic in parts and it is very like uh, hopeful in a lot of parts. But I think the third act, it just kind of gets a little dour <laughs> kind of like uh gross and maybe some people like that but I, I just i don't know that kind of thing is not really i'm not super interested in it these days maybe i would have loved it a little bit more when i was like a little edgy teenager probably but if if uh when when sometimes when people die they poop their pants do you think zombies smell like shit no but those zombies didn't die they just got a bad mad cow disease oh they got super aids yeah yeah they got super aids let me Google uh, when you get AIDS if you poop your pants. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's true, but maybe they did in the. Maybe that is like uh, part of the lore. I haven't. Uh, I haven't seen Twenty Eight Weeks Later, but I will probably be checking that out. It's uh, pretty good. 
Uh, yeah, it's definitely so, not as good. I don't think it's by Danny Boyle, the directora uh, of the first one, but it is pretty uh, good. It's more like military. I think it's all about like a like a platoon of uh, like special mm. ops dudes during after the events of after after the first twenty eight days. It's the next man few weeks. I I I I'd say that what ke- what keeps this movie from being like above and beyond for me is just simply that it doesn't. Uh, go all in on the survivalist aspect of it. I think I just enjoy that concept more than like military action in a zombie apocalypse. Like people, people who have like AKs and or, or not AKs, but like ARs and like uh, fucking have like an entire base with like uh, floodlights and barbed wire. Like that's not that's not exciting because they i mean obviously they're not gonna die i mean the only reason that they got fucked up in that is because they got sabotaged by the main character uh, and i i could imagine they're being sons of bitches <laughs> i could imagine that for you too as someone who is like constantly surrounded by guns like in your house you have so many guns and then on your like person you keep so many guns on you that guns in movies just aren't very thrilling well i like to like in any horror movie and this is i i mean i'm going to definitely play into your bit here but keep in mind that this is, that this is a little bit a little bit of um seriousness coming from this i do think that the strength of a concept of a horror movie is rooted in the fact that you have to remember that anytime you present like a situation like this you have to like make it so that the rules of the situation are not dumb enough to where people are inserting themselves into the situation and thinking, all right, what would I do? And then immediately they think, well, I would do this. And the main character is not doing that. So this main character must be stupid. And immediately (laughs) they're taken out of it. And that's like the, I think that's the Achilles heel of a lot of horror movies is that they don't think that far ahead. They don't think like, Oh, like we have to remember that our audience is going to be like thinking about what they would do in the situation. If we're not like, up to speed on like what the average person would do in these situations. And we don't have our main character do all those things like that is going to hurt the movie so much. Um, so whenever I watch this movie, I think to myself, well, if I was in their situation, I would blast all the zombies in the head with my shotgun. Cause I'm awesome. And I have uh, about six double barrels locked and loaded, ready to go under my bed. So if a zombie runs in my room, um, it's not even, I don't even have to think about it. I just, uh, um, blast them but um yeah the cool thing about this is i mean what if you woke up (laughs) from a coma and the whole city of london was was empty i mean you probably walk around be like where is everybody i don't understand the fuck's going on i'd I'd be like i'd be like right then what's all this (laughs) (laughs) um no i agree with you though on the like um I mean, definitely on if I if I think that someone in a horror movie is being like uh, retarded, then I no longer identify with the movie. And a lot of times that movie will get like automatically demoted a couple rungs to being like a bad horror movie like that is just like using these stupid people as props versus like characters. But like what you're saying too, like if a movie also, if a horror movie, like specifically, I guess a zombie movie is a little too like macho man dudes blasting 
uh, zombies with guns, it does get a little rote. Like it's a little, it's a little overdone and can be kind of boring. Cause like, yeah, I mean, I too would, would also blast through the zombies with my quadruple barrel shotgun. And it's not, <laughs> it's not that like imaginative. I mean, keep in mind, this is coming from the guy who said last week that, or last pod that, uh, army of the dead was sick, which it is. Um, but I, I felt very similarly to that in the last, the last act of, um, uh, train to Busan. Did you guys watch that yet? I haven't seen mm-hmm. it yet, so I, I don't know much about it. But we can, I think that by the time that we do the second, or the maybe even the third, yeah, this is the third uh, Halloween podcast. I will no, have seen the it second. by then. This is the no, second. I know, but, uh, but oh, next, by the time next one, one yeah, by the time we do that one, uh, I will have seen it by then, so we can talk oh. about it then. Oh, nice. It's on your list? Yeah, yeah. Hell yeah. Um, but I won't, I won't say what I was going to say, but it's a, it, the Trade of the Sun is a cool movie. I just yeah, had yeah. Some, some probs. With yeah, I, there have been a few uh, movies that I've watched this month where I don't know the characters do exactly what you shouldn't be doing, but they do it because the movie needs to happen, and it takes me out of it because I'm just like, oh yeah, because the movie needs to happen. Okay, <laughs> like yeah, we need the scene to, to exist. That's why the character is doing it, not because the character would do that, but because the writer is like, well, how do I make the movie continue? Um. So if you end up writing yourself into that hole, then you need to like figure something out. I think. Um, have you ever? Have you guys seen It Follows? Any chance? Yeah, I, I watched that yeah. pretty recently. Like, not this month, but I watched it maybe like two or three months ago. It's a it's a scary movie. I don't think it's very scary, but it is conceptually interesting because like it kind of uh, has that. I, I like the idea of like uh, a Terminator that only you can see is like walking towards you. <laughs> slowly from and and you can't escape it but it is kind of inherently terrifying to imagine that like when you're sleeping like that thing is walking towards you and there's nothing you can do about it except run like that is scary but literally right away they give the character the answer to getting rid of it and the entire movie she does not do it <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah, li- literally and figuratively. I mean, she figures out pretty fast that it is real and she was told immediately how to get rid of it and she does not do it. <laughs> and that is so stupid. She should like, there should there should be like an it follows sequel where she goes and has sex with all of her like political enemies. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm like I said, when you're watching these movies where they have rules, where they're like, all right, if you're, if you have a gremlin, and they say don't feed it after midnight, you literally just don't feed it after midnight, right? Like, it's stupid that they would have to like make the character stupid on purpose in order for the movie to happen, right? Like that. Well, yeah, just but kind sometimes it's just. You. Sometimes people just don't listen, you know. I think that's part of it. Like, <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure she was listening. She was tied to a chair. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't know. I, I mean, yeah, but it, yeah, I, I think it's fine. You know, like if it's like, don't do this, and they're like, no, I'm d- gonna do it. That makes it more real. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It just took her. It took her until like literally the last like twenty minutes of the movie for her to actually be like, all right, I guess I'll do that thing that he said I should do in order to get it to stop following me. After spending the entire movie 
just getting into these situations where, I mean, it makes for like a funny, a uh, little like horror, horror movie scene where they're hiding in a barn and then a little kid pops his head through the door and screams and squeals. And so everybody in the audience can like throw their popcorn all over the place. But <laughs> in my mind, I'm just like, dude, like you could have gotten rid of this thing like three or four days ago. Like, what are you doing, man? I can't, was- I, I just can't shake it. It's, it's maybe I'm just a little autistic and I'm like, uh, I can't stop thinking about like, why aren't these characters doing what any like normal person would do in this situation? They like you have sex to get rid of it, right? That's yeah. Immediately. He was just like, and he even said, like, I'm sorry, I'm doing this, like, but I need to get rid of it. And I'm just letting you know, it's going to follow you. And immediately, and it's like right away, you should go and have sex with someone right. Like as soon as possible. And she's just like, no, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm just going to go to school and try and live out my life normally and it's fine for her to like not believe him at first and think that he's just crazy like that i think i was like okay yeah that makes a little bit of sense but almost immediately she realizes that it is a thing that is real and still this is <laughs> she doesn't do anything well yeah but it's like the- <laughs> she doesn't want to pass it to somebody you know that's the that's the point right like that's why uh, her I I could I could get behind that if there was any indication that her character had some sort of like morality complex or something like that but she's just like she's just a blank slate and to me a blank slate is like it's fine in those kinds of movies if you just don't make them dumb because then if you're telling if you're like all right audience here's a blank slate for you to insert yourself into this character for then what are you saying about the audience if you make that 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 surrogate character as dumb as possible it's like oh you're saying the audience is stupid this is what you would do stupid audience you would just not listen (laughs) you would never listen to any advice given to you and you would just run around screaming the entire movie i mean Um, uh look at um society (laughs) yeah (laughs) everyone's dumb but me (laughs) you dummies yeah they're they are this is you You are dumb. Yeah, it's like holding a mirror up to um, society. I did think that it was pretty funny. I li- I actually the, uh, really liked the character of that like kind of dorky kid that kept like side eyeing her the entire movie, but like I think she's hot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then he gets jealous when <laughs> when she finally passes the monster on to like that other hot guy. Um. He's just like, why didn't you give it to me? (laughs) That is like the perfect, that is the perfect like representation of like desperate teenage horniness where you're just like, yeah, I don't care. I I just wanted to fucking have sex with you. I don't care if I get a monster. Uh, (laughs) And I've read a lot of people saying that it's like an allegory for STDs, um, which I can see, I guess. And that I think is the strongest example of that is that character of that boy who's just like, yeah, she has horrible crippling like monster AIDS, but why won't she fuck me? <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, I think that that was a cute little addition, and it says something, uh, you know, it says something more than, than like, you know, just a, a Bugul movie would. Um, but I don't know the whole scene in the pool where they're like trying to like kill it. So dumb. I, I, I was just like, wait, what is going on? Like, why wouldn't if you if you're trying to ambush the monster, right? And you can't see the monster unless you have been given this infection, right? 
why wouldn't you uh, fuck everybody in the whole room so that they all can see it first? And then you can ambush it so that everyone can see it and then they can fucking kill it. If it even is possible to be killed, which in my mind, I thought that that was pretty stupid that it physically could get killed, right? Uh, yeah, which, and, it, and, and if it could get killed. There's probably like more straightforward ways to kill it than breaking into a like old rec center and ambushing it with like toasters or whatever they do in a pool. <laughs> like, have you considered a gun? But they did have a gun, and I don't know. But, but they but they uh, missed, right? They yeah, he missed and hit the other girl, which I thought was funny, and <laughs> <laughs> and um he was shooting at something he couldn't see, which I thought was also funny. And then they had the genius idea of putting a towel on it so that he could see it. <laughs> but then it falls in the, like earlier in the movie, they shot the thing. She shot the thing dead on. And then it gets right back up after getting shot. So the fact that they like put all this trust in like, Oh yeah, we'll ambush it by shooting it again. Cause it worked really well the last time. Right. Where I shot it and nothing happened. Yeah. It knocked it over. I don't know. I actually, it's so confusing because Maybe the whole point of the movie was to try and subvert the rules as the movie went on to keep you guessing at how to avoid, like, oh, shit, I didn't know that it had this power, this power, this power. But um, almost right away, it seemed like the most efficient way to get rid of it is just go and find some person that you don't care dies <laughs> and go and have sex with them, and then now you're fine, right? Now it's their problem. You can tell them, be like, all right, pass this on her hip. Um, and hopefully they do, but I don't know, man. It's it's conceptually a great movie. I I actually really like it a lot, but they fumbled a lot with it to in service of making it like a, uh, you know, a Blumhouse type movie. Yeah, it does. It does like it does kind of turn into a. It does kind of drop the bag, drop the ball, drop the, 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 drop the drop the bag of balls. It drops the ball into a bag and then drops that bag into a pool in a rec center. Yeah. I also have to give a shout out to the cinematography is great. I really like the yeah. camera being kind of like voyeuristic in a way. That's the best way I can describe it. Cause it seems like what the, a lot of scenes are like, they just put it on a tripod and they just kind of swivel around and watch things from a fixed point of view. It, it makes it feel a little bit, uh, like you're watching something happening, you can't really look away. That kind of thing is cool. Those kind of decisions always make me have a film boner. I think uh I think that they probably the director probably chose to do that to like put us in the shoes of the people who can't see the thing and you are just yeah. kind of like you are kind of like a tennis audiencing your head back and forth like wait, what? What what is she <laughs> what is she doing? Mhm. Yeah. I like um I I like Terminator type villains. I think they should do more with that. You know, like um, Michael Myers is conceptually a great here uh, a great villain, uh, and I can't wait to watch Halloween for that reason. Oh, that reminds me, I watched Halloween Ends. Oh yeah, uh, last week in theaters. Yeah, it was actually super good. Um, I've heard very good wait, things about like, it. Actually, is it like a sequel? It's yeah, like it the last uh. It's the the last movie in a trilogy by a specific person who like rebooted the series. I forget the guy's name. 
yeah, I forget the uh, guy's name too, but he's the guy who rebooted it the second time after Rob Zombie rebooted it in like 2007. Have these been coming out recently? Yeah. yeah. Like it, um, one came out in like 2017 or 18. One came out in like 2020 or 2021, and then one just came out and, and is in theaters now. And I watched, I watched the first Halloween of this series of this trilogy. Uh, I watched that first one when it came out in theaters, and I thought it was pretty good. In that first one, like they bring back Jamie Lee Curtis, who is just a great actress. Like she really kind of carries a lot of these movies. <laughs> but in that first movie, she plays this like you know she's like Laurie Strode or Strobe or whatever. She's the girl who is like Michael Myers' sister, who he keeps coming back to kill because Michael Myers. Not canonically in this new one, right? I think I don't. I remember. think that it, I think that. Um, this new one ignores that. Like, it, basically, the only thing that's canonical in this new one is the first Halloween, basically. And in the first, do you remember? I mean, I watched all three of these ones, and I don't remember what her relationship to Michael Myers is. They they say it a few times, but they they just say it as she's like the woman who survived Michael Myers. They don't. Yeah, yeah. Her being she, the, he's the sister, she's the one who got away. Yeah, it's it's a kind of dumb though that 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 she feels so important in those movies, but there's like a couple other people who also got away from Michael Myers who were in those movies. So it's like, why is she so important? I thought she was the sister the whole time, but she has a different because last name. Such and... a, I mean, I know about, I know a lot about the series because I've watched a lot of red letter media videos about it and they love the series. Uh, and they have a lot of like uh, opinions on, on different interpretations of it. Uh, and it sounds like uh, the, relationship between the two was revealed to be like brother and sister in the second movie and then uh after that they kind of forgot about it and then the 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 reboot here they're just like oh yeah she's not his sister she's just like a a woman (laughs) and he just yeah i don't he doesn't really have a motivation i think that that's the um the plot of the first movie right is that he's just evil and doesn't have any like motive yeah, they really, they really, this new trilogy really leans into Michael Myers having literally zero reason for killing people. He's just, they call him like the shape of evil. Like evil takes many shapes. And right now, Michael Myers is the shape of evil. He's mm-hmm. just like pure, pure evil, no reason, no rhyme or reason. He's just like hacking and slashing. Um, and in the, in the first movie, it is just like a, Michael Myers escapes from a mental facility and, uh, starts hacking and slashing his way through that town in Illinois or Indiana or wherever they are. Um, Haddonfield, I think it's called Haddonfield. I think it's in, in Illinois. Um, shout out, but California, Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a, I'm Illinoided. Um, but in the first one, Lori Strode, Strobe, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, she plays this like super, super paranoid woman who has yeah. like devoted her entire elderly life to building like a trap house not trap house like future but like trap house like uh her house is full of like booby traps and like, yeah like a home uh, alone style thing yeah it's like home alone for adults so if you're not 18 please turn this podcast off right yeah. now um and if you are above 18 please message me and if you are <laughs> a hot girl please message me uh and after you're done messaging dane then come back to the podcast and restart the podcast right 
now. So yeah, her house is like a trap house <laughs> full of booby traps and whatnot. And she's like, she's like always shooting guns to practice killing Michael Myers. Uh, and then he, he comes back and then she like, spoiler, like thinks she killed every, every Halloween movie ends by them thinking they killed Michael Myers. And then he somehow like escapes or, or yeah. doesn't die. Uh, and then the second one uh, is like all about how the fear and paranoia of Michael Myers, like terrorizing this town, turns people crazy and they develop like a mob mentality and end up like hurting innocent people because of that. And the second uh, one yeah. honestly sucks. That's Halloween Kills. And yeah. then this Evil new dies one, tonight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they just literally like the last half of that movie is a mob of people chanting evil dies tonight as they run around town killing people who are not evil. Um, yeah. Yeah. But uh, the third movie, Halloween Ends, like barely even has Michael Myers in it in like a good way. Um, I thought it was really good. And the concept for it was really cool. So every Halloween movie starts, or at least these new ones and the original. I I haven't seen many of the, the OG sequels besides the Rob Zombie movies. But every Halloween movie in this trilogy starts with um, like the credits roll over this like black screen with a like film grainy um, jack-o'-lantern like decaying and uh as it has like a flame inside and then like it ends the, the credits in the beginning end with the jack-o'-lantern like being totally consumed in, in flames but this one starts with a jack-o'-lantern like on fire or like with the fire inside like normal and then like smaller pumpkins grow inside of the jack-o'-lantern and like bust open the outer jack-o'-lantern and that just like keeps happening in like a uh yeah i've seen it like a fractal oh you saw halloween ends no i just seen that effect and i think it looks cool yeah it looks really really cool so that effect, i watched the the uh, you, you watch red letter media by any chance i've seen a few of their videos but i'm not like so the they made a they made a review of this movie so i i feel like i haven't seen it but i know a lot of what happens in the movie because of their review and uh they gave the movie like crazy recommendation they're like this is like one of the uh, this is probably the best halloween movie since the original like they really yeah, liked it a lot i i feel the same way i i walked out of that movie you know that feeling after you watch a movie you just like have like a pep in your step that if it's like a really good movie you're like damn humans yeah really, yeah really do I make, always, movies are cool I, yeah when you see a good movie like you immediately do like a cool like you floss or you do like the orange justice or something yeah i was literally walking walking down the streets of chicago back to my apartment like i felt like that scene in 500 days of summer where he's like what i got you bet it might be hard to handle he's like after he has sex with the girl he's like dancing through the streets and like yeah yeah like winking with and stuff the, I, with the cartoon bird and stuff yeah yeah exactly i felt like that but you know a little toned down because i was just so hyped i'm like damn that was like a cool cool movie and it was like subversive not in like an annoying way but it was subversive in like a we're taking a super old franchise that has like 20 movies in it and just like mm-hmm. doing something completely different while also being a Michael Myers slasher movie. Yeah. And they did that by like, I won't spoil the whole movie, but like the first, like what you see in like the first 20 minutes is like, there's this kid who um, the movie opens with um, there's this guy who's like a college kid and he's babysitting a, a kid in Haddonfield, Illinois. And the movie starts and the parents are going to like a, a costume party and they're like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. We ha- like, we, we had to call you so late, but this party came out of nowhere and uh, we're late. So bye. And then they leave the babysitter with this kid 
And I'm thinking, you know, I'm watching this movie, having just watched Halloween Kills and the the first Halloween movie, and just kind of knowing these slasher type movies, I'm like, okay, obviously, like both of these like dumbass characters are going to die in really stupid ways from like Michael Myers, like yeah, he's going to show the up wall. in the window with a knife, and he's exactly exactly, and that's that song is so cool. The Halloween theme. The John Carpenter. What, the one where he goes... Yeah, that's uh, that's made by John Carpenter, the director of the original. And he also does a cool yeah. part about the, the new movie is the soundtrack is done by John Carpenter and his son. So it's all like very similar to the, the OG. But... The, the so the babysitter and this kid are like watching like the thing like John Carpenter's the thing on TV because it's mm-hmm. Halloween night and the yep. little kid keeps like talking about like oh I hope uh, I hope Michael Myers doesn't kill me uh, I'm really scared about Michael Myers have you heard of Michael Myers he's this like annoying kid and the babysitter is like no he's not gonna kill you are you stupid and um the guy the babysitter like puts the kid to bed but like the kid doesn't want to go to bed and like starts like running around the house. And the babysitter looks for him in this room and the kid like closes the door and the babysitter like locks him in there. And as soon as that happens, the babysitter hears like a door open downstairs or something. So you're thinking like, damn, Michael Myers is about to like kill this guy. So the babysitter starts to like freak out because he's all paranoid about Michael Myers now. And he starts like slamming the door like with his with his foot, like kicking the door down and he kicks the door open. The kid was in front of the door. And they were on like the third or fourth floor of this like huge house. And the kid like falls down the balcony and like tumbles down and just like fucking gets his head cracked open and dies. And right as that happens, the parents like come home early from the party. And then it's like title card. And I was like, damn, that's like very, I was not expecting that. I was expecting, you know, it to be like a very uh, stereotypical Halloween movie where Michael Myers kills these people. And that's the beginning. But Michael Myers isn't even in the intro. So this whole movie, I won't like say much story details past that, but like this whole movie is about how the paranoia of Michael Myers, not just like turning people into like a mob, like in that dumb second movie, but it's like turning people into like killers uh, in this movie. And like that kid who killed the kid is like uh, people in the town start like making fun of him and like, you know, uh, treating him like shit and he gets totally ostracized and the movie mostly follows this guy as he's like a loner in this town and he kind of gets seduced to the dark side and then the rest of the movie happens and you get a, a cool Halloween movie and also the ending is so good like I was expecting it to end like a typical Halloween movie but the ending is like so not what I expected and actually like they call it Halloween ends and the director was very in like interviews, the director was very uh, assertive that like this is literally the last Michael Myers movie. This is the last Halloween movie in this trilogy, and like the end of this franchise. And I, I mean, the end of this movie. I mean, it's like it's literally, I think, the end of the Halloween franchise. It ends pretty good, really. I know. I, mean, I know. You're, you're tempted again. You're yeah. I mean, they could totally make a prequel, it, but I think they would have to like. I don't know. They would. They would, yeah. They would have to reboot it in a new continuity because this one, I mean, it ends, it ends pretty concretely. Yeah. Money finds a way. Yeah, true. But you guys, it's a horror I'm, I'm movie. Got... They're going to, they're going to bring a, a, a supernatural element into it. You know what I mean? The ghost of Michael Myers. 
I'm getting like a vibe from you guys that you think like, oh, this like August is saying this movie is all subversive and like kind of cool, but it still sounds like a stupid Halloween movie. I'm telling you guys, this is like an actual good movie. No, yeah, I'll check I, it I out. Believe yeah. I believe you. I I already I watched like a fucking 45 minute video of someone reviewing this entire movie. I literally what you just described is I already know what happens. <laughs> I, 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 I've already been spoiled for the, the entire thing basically and it sounds very cool uh, it's just that I never watched any of the other ones so I had no investment in it uh, yeah, but I'm glad, that, I'm glad that he got uh, this uh, iconic character got a good send off for a lot of fans of the series that's a, that's a, a win in my book because it seems like a lot of these things are treated kind of poorly by uh by studios just trying to cash in on an IP that is like guaranteed to get butts and seats, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to the people making this movie. They actually managed to, you know, make it uh, make sense within the theming of the, the, the film that started it. So it's cool. I like that, but yeah. it does make sense that Halloween ends finally, because I mean, Michael Myers is what? 80 years old <laughs> yeah yeah it, literally in the movie he is like an old ass dude he's like you see you never really see his face but he like takes his mask off a few times and you like see like the back of his head and the side of his head and he is literally like like a 70 or 80 year old dude you look at the hands his hands in the poster it's just like it's some grandpa's hands pretty funny <laughs> he's got like those king charles bloated hands have you seen those yeah yeah matt matt edited in a picture of king charles's hands all right. Um, now put now put a porg on screen. Yeah. Put a, put a porg. Yeah. 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 And and, and now 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 put a porg on screen, but it's King Charles with a porg instead oh, of Oh shit. Head. What's wrong with his hands? I know, dude. They're so weird. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, he's got I'm gonna sausage put fingers. Wat back up on the screen because it's wet, <laughs> dude. <laughs> Poor guy. Yeah. All of his looks painful. All of his fingers kind of look like the wet lady's head. Yeah. He's wearing he's wearing hand gloves. <laughs> it's like a skin suit that he just like slips into. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Um but yeah, I mean, I've never even seen the original Halloween. I will this Halloween though, on Halloween night I will watch Halloween. Oh, that's cool. The original? Uh, or yeah, the new of the the, the original, the original, okay. the one from nineteen seventy nine. So I I plan on watching that one, and I think that's probably going to be the only Halloween movie I watch. But I will experience it, and I think that I'm going to like it because, like I said, I I like the concept of unstoppable terrors in movies. It is it is cool. I like those because they don't give you any real answer besides survive. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's inherently scary to a lot of people, including myself. Yeah. Oh my God. In Halloween Kills, uh, in the end, at the end, do you guys mind if I spoil Halloween Kills? Yeah, sure. I'm not gonna watch it. Yeah. Okay. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's like at the end of the movie, they like the whole town gets together after they're done like killing innocent like uh, innocent people uh, in the name of being scared. Um, they all get together and like booby trap Michael Myers into like uh 
chasing this girl into like a cul-de-sac and then the whole town comes out and like holding like baseball bats and like guns and shit and michael myers is just standing there like uh-oh and there's like a scene there's like a scene where all the whole town gets together and like smashes this guy's face hits him in the back with bats and shit and i'm thinking to myself like okay if if michael myers gets out of this like these town people are literally the dumbest people in the world and guess what what he he, he got out of it he, he gets out of it nice. <laughs> <laughs> guy it's... with no guy with no weapon somehow defeats like 30 30 people who are beating the shit out of him it's kind of crazy how how like slammed this movie's getting on letterbox though yeah i saw reviews for it on some some websites that i that i follow people fucking hate it yeah and i think that's probably because it's not really like a michael myers slasher movie like maybe they were expecting like a best of of just like michael myers getting some cool <laughs> they just want like cool a compilation kills. they want a kill compilation yeah they should they should act like me when i was just 13 and go on youtube video. and watch yeah kill compilations <laughs> just watch the yeah isn't there literally channels dedicated to just like summarizing the kills in all movies so that people don't have to actually watch through all of the dumb talking bullshit number like, 15 yeah. the kill where michael myers stabbed the guy in the foot he stabbed him in the chest and i cannot believe it it looked like it hurt <laughs> yeah i mean maybe yeah maybe it did disappoint people who uh, maybe they liked the last two halloween movies and they were just like oh yeah i like just scene after scene of like a character talking for like five minutes and then Michael Myers shows up and stabs them in the head. And then next scene where the same thing happens again, killing spree. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I think people, <laughs> I think people's brains have just been rotted so much by, um, you know, you know, whatever in, insert, insert societal ill here. And I think a lot of people just don't even want good movies anymore. They just want like what they're expecting. Yeah, of course. I mean, that's always been the case, but it's been indulged upon by by uh, Hollywood. So it, people get more of it now. So yeah, they're even more used to it. It's unfortunate, I suppose. But I mean, like if, if that's how people treat movies, then I suppose that that would be expected. If they're just like, oh yeah, that's that thing that I can rely on. You know, I can rely on Michael Myers to show up and kill people for an hour and I can you know munch on my popcorn and go oh that guy got fucked <laughs> that yeah, guy like, got fucked <laughs> like what's the point of it you know uh it's just the same <laughs> look um, i i th i think it's fine i think Pete, you can enjoy things look i'm not saying that you can't enjoy things but i think that if you show up to a movie where you're just wanting to see a guy that you've seen kill people over and over and over kill more people over and over and over you might be a little knuckleheaded dipshit <laughs> you might be a you might be a pinhead i'm just saying <laughs> like yeah. yeah and he's not talking about that, hellraiser is that, what you're, is that what you're yeah is that what you really like go to movies to do it's kind of funny to me yeah I, i'm just imagining <laughs> i the character i'm imagining the caricature that i'm i'm picturing in my head is just a guy with like a like yeah what's that guy uh that meme from like 2012 with a douchebag oh yeah 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 the uh, scumbag, steve. scumbag steve he's <laughs> sitting in a movie theater 
eating like raisinets and he's just like he's <laughs> stuffing his face with raisinets and with a full mouth of raisinets he spits them out onto the person in front of him when michael myers stabs a guy in the throat with a with a light uh he, he goes ha 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 damn oh damn <laughs> like to be, that's a fucking knucklehead so i don't know if you're that knucklehead then power to you i guess but you're still a knucklehead <laughs> yeah i would say halloween ends is for kind of like intellectuals so i think a lot of our <laughs> listeners are like pretty highbrow characters i know we have a lot of kind of like, right. like men and women in stem in the audience so i would advise them to check this out to prove the knuckleheads wrong i mean i would hazard a guess that halloween ends is not even a highbrow intellectual movie it's no, just it's, not. A, it's just a horror movie man but just because like the same thing you've seen doesn't happen again people are like one star fuck you i saw um a friend of the show peter uh he sent me this meme Peter, yeah, friend of the show AI, AI peter griffin <laughs> friend, friend of the show ai castilian spanish peter griffin uh sent me a uh a meme not really a meme it was just like a uh, an excerpt of an interview with John Carpenter, the director of the original Halloween. And someone interviewing was like, uh, what are your thoughts on elevated horror? And he was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. And the interviewer was like, uh, a lot of people talk about elevated horror today, like A24 films like Hereditary and Midsummer that are heavy on the, heavy on the metaphor. Uh, like, would you consider those elevated horror? And John Carpenter is, again, just like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Dude, John, my, uh, uh, John Carpenter is... He's great. He doesn't give a shit about any of this anymore. He's just like, yeah, man. I, I remember when I made those movies. That was funny. He's like, damn! Have you seen The Thing? Damn! damn wait, what the... <laughs> wait, that dog fucking crazy. That... Shoot it! Shoot it! <laughs> shoot that fucking thing! Oh Stop. damn! He got the flamethrower though! Oh damn! Yo, if I had a flame, dude, imagine if he had a boring this company flamethrower in the thing. <laughs> this character has kept me out of movie theaters for years, and I'm never going back. Because that guy Yo. exists, and he is in the back row, so you can hear it. Yo, I got Wait, one of those Elon you... Musk flamethrowers. The thing would not stand a chance. Have you actually? had that experience like somebody being like that in a movie theater yeah yeah no I, really i used to i i, I mean you i i must have gone to uh midnight premieres with both of you when i was in uh high school or just out of high school that was like a big thing that i used to do yeah. all the time and yeah, i i love midnight i remember uh the the midnight premiere of sucker punch uh <laughs> there was like literally like multiple people behind us like doing that basically every time somebody in the movie like some goblin or whatever get killed by a <laughs> uh, by a, an ar because <laughs> the movie's fucking ridiculous uh and it, i guess it, that movie is kind of a, a little warranted to have that reaction but still like those people exist <laughs> i uh I, I think, think I... when you're younger you probably tolerate it more because you are a knucklehead when, maybe i'm the one doing it that's why i don't realize it yeah you are you are a damn guy 
<laughs> when I uh, when I saw Drive in theater, I think I've talked about this on the show before, but when I saw Drive in the movie theater in like fucking 2011 or whenever that came out, um, I remember I was like only one of like five people in the theater, and I after the after the credits started rolling, the there was a couple sitting like in front of me, and the guy stands up and he's just like, "Well, that sucked." <laughs> I. I I <laughs> I can't believe people like that are real. I know it's so awesome. Like I don't know. I I I read a lot of um I read a lot of uh reviews on Letterboxd and there is like a consistent like uh like fanboying over the theater experience from people and they're always just like, "Oh, see this movie with a, see this movie in a big crowded theater. It makes it so much more fun." Uh, because everyone's fucking hooting and hollering and having a grand old time, and I'm like, I I want to see a movie. I'm not going to a concert. <laughs> I, I'm I, I want to watch a a movie. I want to be able to hear what people are saying. And I've seen like um like cams of like uh back when uh the new Spider Man movie came out with uh, uh oh yeah what was it what, what's oh, that Toby called McGuire. No Way No Way Home. I, yeah. I got recommended a bunch of videos of people reacting to like crazy moments in it. And it's like, you can't even fucking hear what anyone's in the movie saying. It's just people like, it's literally like going to a concert and like ACDC rolls up on stage. You know what I mean? I mean, not the whole time though. Right. Like For basically the whole time. Like it, really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because like I mean, when I saw No Way Home, like there is definitely like there's definitely people being like, "Oh, holy shit!" Like, "Oh God, look, it's fucking Toby Toby McGuire." Oh my God, you know, like <laughs> yeah, uh, shit like that. But like, uh, it wasn't like the whole time. It wasn't like a fucking concert. But I I think it made it better, honestly, because it was like everyone there was like, "Oh shit," you know, like it's just not my. This is what I wanted. It's not my scene. I don't think. No, I, I get that. For like, I think, a, for like I, a I think real I'm just movie? over it. I, I think I'm over seeing movies in 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 like a big crowd of people. You know what I mean? I think it depends on the movie for me. Because like, if it's like like a real movie, like a good movie, like a, a movie real I movie. actually care about. You know, not like fucking like because Spider Man, like Marvel's like popcorn, right? Like it doesn't right, really right. fucking matter. Like it's just like uh some people they paid to put special effects with a loosely <laughs> plotted line that Kevin Feige signed off on. You know, like. That's all they are. <laughs> uh, oh, there's mo- they're so much more than that. They're my life. What do you mean? <laughs> but I'm like, a big the, Marvel so, head. So those are just like fun. Like, you know, if you go there and everyone's just like a fucking knucklehead with you, you know, like, hell yeah. <laughs> but if people were doing that shit in like, I don't know, actually, if I had saw Midsummer in the movie theater, that part where the old people fall off the cliff, I think that would have added to it if somebody was like, oh, you know, like a gasp in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I think it'd be pretty good, uh, but I, yeah, I don't know. For for like, if I want to like really enjoy like as art, you know, I, I guess I, I'd probably want to watch I, it on my own. No, I I get what you're saying that there are certain movies that like benefit from it more. It's just that even in the movies that do benefit from it, it's just so it like it's like uh, taking me out of it a lot. It's a it's it's kind of like the same sort of reason why I'm not a huge fan of like um theater productions because I cannot like 
I, I cannot get over the fact that there are like people in front of me doing this. Mm. I can't like pay attention to the story or like appreciate the acting. I'm just like, I'm in a room and there's people physically in front of me clomping around on the stage. <laughs> and if I wanted to, I could throw uh, a weapon or something <laughs> and disrupt this if I felt like it. <laughs> yeah, you could. You, I mean, you you already and have I, the weapon. And on I you. will, and I have. <laughs> um, no, I mean, like it's just, um, it just takes me out of. It's like very distracting. I'm very, um, I don't know, in pu- in public spaces, I'm very easily distracted. I think, mm. um, and I think I'm just, um, I, I've acclimated to the experience of watching a movie, uh, in the comfort of my own home. And I, it's, I already was having issues, <laughs> like getting into a movie in a in uh, in a movie theater before, and now I think that I'm just like so used to it that I can't do it again. You should do what I do and only pretty much go to movies in the middle of the day during the week. Yeah, no, actually, I've seen many movies in an empty theater. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. And, it's like a and private that is screening. Cool. Yeah, that is cool because it's just a. Uh, it's mostly the better sound system. Um, I, I feel like the movie actually kind of loses a, a little bit of uh, quality from the projection, usually, um, unless it's an IMAX. Actually, one of my one of my favorite, um, if not my favorite, movie going experiences was seeing um, Interstellar in IMAX. That was awesome. oh yeah yeah I saw it in IMAX too, and I we were in like a. It was me and a bunch of friends, and we were in this IMAX theater that had almost like, there it was like two seater. It was like they had like love seats, like reclining love seats, so you could like yeah. cur- you could like curl up and like, mm-hmm. like I think most of the people I was with actually fell asleep. I think most movie screen. theaters are like that. Oh, now nowadays, I mean, it yeah, didn't well, used to be like that. I well, think that. Saw... Uh, what were you saying? <clears throat> Uh, I was just saying, I, they were the, the seats were so comfortable when we saw it that like I almost fell asleep, and everyone I was with definitely fell asleep for like ten, fifteen minutes during that movie at least. <laughs> oh, good! <laughs> it must have been very engaging. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I'm an Interstellar hater because I hate the ending of Interstellar so much. Uh, have we talked about this before? I feel like I, it might have come up at some point. Yeah, I, I think I think I think we have I haven't talked seen about it yet. No. Oh. Well, we you haven't seen Interstellar? It. Nope. It's a well, well. It's kind of a highbrow intellectual movie, similar to Halloween <laughs> Ends. So, um, you know, I've I heard expect it's good. I want to watch it. I've seen a lot of the memes. You know, you're a man in STEM, so I, I feel like you'll get it. You know, man in STEM. Check out my uh, my uh, favorite films uh, little section there. Yeah, my problem, my pro- I guess I won't spoil it because Matt hasn't seen any movies. But um, the ending of Interstellar, like for me, totally like jumped the shark into like away from sci fi into just like mushy gushy dumb shitness. And I, I really hate the ending of Interstellar. Mm. I mean, it's, a, it's an amazing movie, but story wise, it really lost me at the end. Ah, okay. I mean, I couldn't disagree more, but you do you, I suppose. We're coming up on the one, 
we're coming up on the hour and a half mark, so I don't really want to like go off on a tangent. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can I, wait until we can wait until Matt's seen it, and then we can talk about it if you. Yeah, yeah that'd it, be good. It's about it's about to be a bloodbath in here. <laughs> it's literally one of my favorite movies, and I I absolutely adore the ending. So I like it's actually your, your what makes favorites. the movie. It makes the movie makes the movie uh stand out can i ask you can i ask you um what did you think about um the film uh the martian i never saw it really oh, okay. oh it's yeah, great the martian <laughs> dude shit potatoes <laughs> yeah I, I think you i think if you didn't like interstellar at, in particular the ending you might like uh, the martian oh really and I feel like if you really liked the ending of Interstellar, then you probably were like me and had to shut off The Martian due to how pissed off you were getting. Wait, really? <laughs> you yeah. didn't like The Martian? I mean, I didn't like the first half hour of The Martian. <laughs> and then I stopped because it was actually making my blood boil. Okay, I got to watch Interstellar so I can <laughs> I can hear more about what made you hate Martian. I'll tell you, I, I mean, I I think... What I didn't like about it is, um, okay, so you guys know, you guys know um, about that Facebook page called I Fucking Love Science? Yeah, and I do. That movie is like the, the result of those kinds of like people who, who like indulge in like popcorn science, basically, where they're just like, ooh, he's, <laughs> I think literally the, the point in the movie where, where I was like, I immediately was just like, I can't do this anymore. Was I think he literally says, I'm going to science the shit out of this. <laughs> like, and he was, and I was like, this is the most fucking Redditor shit I've ever seen. I'm going to blow my head off. I, I, I literally could, I wish, couldn't watch it anymore. Bro, I literally wish that Anne Hathaway had scienced the shit out of the end of, uh, Right, and because I think that, that shit pissed yeah. me off so bad when she did. No, I think that it, you definitely lose a lot of people who are just like, I'm only here to see real Bill Nye the Science Guy science. <laughs> I don't want any sort of creative vision. Fuck you. I'm here to see <laughs> Kip Thorne's vision of of. I want to see a real black hole. I want to see how it really is rendered. I think, I think my problem with Interstellar is that like it. It flip flopped between hard sci-fi and soft sci-fi, and with science fiction, I think you have to commit to one or the other, or else, for me, it falls apart because so much of that movie felt so realistic with like the time dilation shit with the black hole, mm -hmm. and then the end of it is just like, what if, what if our emotions were actually better than science? Yeah, uh, I mean that is a theory, and it isn't proven at the end, but. I won't spoil too much of it for the people here who haven't seen it. Um, I think that you do have something there, though. And I actually was talking about this a little bit with my friend because um, he, my friend Gene, he um, he typically doesn't really like spectacle in movies. And um, I understand why. It's like it's kind of like uh, a little schmaltzy a lot of the time. And a lot of the time, uh, movies who lean too heavily on spectacle are like pretty like empty and they just feel like nothing um on the other end of the spectrum movies that are about like human relationships and um like are devoid of spectacle and they're just like grounded and like quiet and subtle and like 
you really it really makes you think like those movies are very good uh as well but like they're also kind of boring to people who want to watch movies to be entertained um i think that the the like dichotomy between those two movies um i think that most people probably fall into like the category of like i only really like one or the other um but i feel like it's the most impressive to me when a movie can do both at the same time and pull it off and i think that's what i like about interstellar is that it's both a very human story and it's also like amazing spectacle like it has the most amount of spectacle in a movie that i think i've ever seen uh but at the same time it has that human story element it's like basically the story about like a a father and her his daughter and like the lengths that he'll go to to like make sure that she has a good life um that combination is like i feel like that's like impossible to pull off and i feel like christopher nolan somehow pulled it off and um movies that do that are like insane to me i thought Um, a lot of the human stuff in interstellar was really good like i thought that matthew mcconaughey's relationship with his daughter all those times he was watching the video were so like brutal to watch you know like it's Mm -hmm. it's like they're so sad some of the stuff that happens in that movie um but i think the like mechanics of the movie are what pissed me off that like to me it felt like the mechanics of space travel and like you know whatever time dilation shit or whatever the movie was about um a lot of that stuff felt like it was just thrown aside for like the human aspect of it, but in a way that trumped the like hard sci-fi, the rules that I thought the movie was following. Like to me, it just felt, it felt kind of like a part. It it felt like it was from a totally different movie. Like the ending could have totally been a different movie to me. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe, uh, I mean, I think that the ending played perfectly into the sci-fi aspect you know i'm not i'm not talking i guess that maybe i should be a little more specific without I'm, I'm trying not to spoil it my problem really was with anne hathaway's uh ending i i liked the ending with matthew mcconaughey doing the like uh crazy shit he does at the end where he's like floating and stuff i, I won't say too much more but i like that and i i like the ending ending you know where he's like there's like that space station that they're on um, I thought that was cool, and a lot of that, a lot of that part of the movie I liked, especially because there were so many references to 2001: A Space Odyssey, because this movie Interstellar was so, uh, so clearly like a response or like a spiritual successor to 2001. I mean, visually, yeah, I'd say that, like, content-wise, it's basically a rehashing of another one of my favorite movies, which is Contact. I don't know if you've seen that from 1990. No, I've actually never seen One. Contact. Uh, you should check it out. It has a very, it has a um, a more uh, science versus religion theme, uh, which I think is very tastefully and like epically done. Um, it has that same kind of balance between spectacle and a human story that I really like, and you can really tell, especially from the ending uh, of both movies, that uh, Interstellar borrows a lot from Contact. Uh, but yeah, visually, especially, uh, in the more, uh, like abstract parts of interstellar. Yeah. That's totally like there, there are some shots that are like almost copied directly from 
Oh yeah, uh, from two thousand one. It's in really cool, cool ways. Like when he's yeah, floating, yeah. floating in that area at the end, it was very similar to when Dave is floating through like the memory banks in yep. the uh, in the ship in two thousand one. Yes, uh, I think I've seen a few like side by side shots where I'm just like, oh hell yeah, sweet. I actually recently watched two thousand one again. Uh, yeah, recently, movie. I think yeah. that's literally like the only actually good movie, and every other movie is just like a little <laughs> less good than two thousand one: A Space Odyssey. I say that 2001 is 100% spectacle. Yeah, that's what it uh, is. It's like entirely like you watch it to see what is happening on screen, but none of the characters matter. All of them are just like nobody. Yeah, they're all they're all kind of like they're all kind of like chess pieces in this like yeah. cosmic game of chess that Kubrick is playing. Like it's all just like it's it, the movie is way more metaphor than story. Like there's yeah. really no story in that movie. Right. I think there are only like five scenes where people talk to each other. <laughs> really? That's so funny. I mean, I would guess <laughs> like, it seems like most of the movie you're just watching cool shit happen, which I mean, if you're down for that experience, you're down for it. But it's definitely one of those movies that I have to be in the mood to watch. It's not something where if it's on, like if it's on TV, and I'm not in the mood for it. I'm gonna be like, "Fuck that!" I'm not watching 2001: Space Odyssey. <laughs> like, that no, movie's like, just too. Yeah, it's like like the big, most too cerebral. I don't know. It's, it's the most dense shit ever. Yeah, but but again, a lot of our audience is kind of like men and women in STEM. So for them, I'm sure they eat that shit up. You know, they're very highbrow individuals. So for them, it's kind of like not a problem to watch movies like 2001: Space Odyssey. No, they smoke weed. They, mm-hmm. uh. You know, they think about all the crazy dark shit in the world. They're basically doomers. They vape. Yeah, they vape. And then every time they vape, they're like, let me science the shit out of this nicotine salt. <laughs> Maybe one day I will like grit my teeth and actually finish that movie. But man, uh, The Martian, it's like the polar. It, it is literally the. I think that it came out the same year that Interstellar came out. And I think that. Honestly, that movie might have a lot to do with um, a lot of people's like kind of advert, like people generally uh, fall into one of two camps. They either absolutely love Interstellar like me or they have the same kind of viewpoint where they're just like, yeah, I liked Interstellar until that stupid stuff at the end where they like made stuff up. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it was going to be a science movie, not a science fiction movie. Bullshit. Dumb (laughs) yeah um Uh, okay and i think that a lot of that has to do with the martian because the martian tries to put itself as this like yeah matt damon he's a survivalist he's on mars he's going to do a bunch of cool shit and he's gonna vlog about it he's gonna make a youtube channel (laughs) and he's gonna post all his funny science vlogs to youtube uh it's it's like like casey neistat (laughs) in space right now uh, <laughs> yeah, he should have had nice stats like Sunday should have been on like a hoverboard. <laughs> like skating around. Trying to pitch his his social network. Remember when Casey <laughs> Neistat was like trying to pitch that social network at the beginning of the vlogs? Yeah. Wait, he, uh, he was trying to make a social network? Yeah, the vlog the Casey Neistat daily vlogs started as his way to promote Beam, which was his like social network that he social network app that he like created. Where it was like, um, I think it's very similar to that Be Real app that's been kind of popular. I, I'm not on it, mm-hmm. but I've heard heard about it. Where the point of Beam was like, 
you can only post videos where like your camera, like your phone is like against your chest and you're supposed to post like only like POV videos. So it's like beam is spelled B E M E like be me. Like this is literally me when I'm walking down the, the street like that. That, that was his oh, app. Dumb. And then his whole, his vlog series started out as like his way to promote that app. And then I forget what happened, but I think he like rolled that app into some other startup that he created and then sold that startup to CNN for $25 million. And then like that, that his, his, like they, like CNN, like immediately closed it. So he just kind of like got out scoff-free with $25 million. Huh. Yeah. How do I do that? Um, learn to code. Uh, okay, so uh, why don't we end the podcast um, by saying theme song. I'm finished. There are a lot of people who like to point out that the Lord of the Rings movies are sausage fests. And that's true.